the reading this morning is Psalm 118. Psalm 118. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let Israel say his faithful love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his faithful love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his faithful love endures forever. I called to the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and put me in a spacious place. The Lord is for me. I will not be afraid. What what a mere mortal what can a mere mortal do for to me? The Lord is my helper, therefore I will look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humanity. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in nobles. All the nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I destroyed them. They destroyed, surrounded me. Yes, they surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I destroyed them. They surrounded me like bees. They were extinguished like a fire among thorns. In the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They pushed hard to make me fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. There are shouts of joy and victory in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's hand performs valiantly. The Lord's hand is raised. The Lord's hand performs valiantly. I will not die, but I will live and proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord disciplined me severely, but did not give me over to death. Open the gates of righteousness for me. I will enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the Lord's gate. The light righteous will enter through it. I will give thanks to you because you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This came from the Lord. It is wondrous in our sight. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The Lord save us. The Lord grant us success. He who comes in the name of the Lord is blessed. From the house of the Lord we will bless you. The Lord is God and has given us light. Bind the festival sacrifice with corns to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will give you thanks. You are my God, I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. I think that music was supposed to be to help me also come up and get ready and stuff, but uh, I got my mask tangled up in my speaker thing, and yeah, chaos. Um, well, uh, I just want to add uh, my welcome to that of Isaacs. My name's Ryan. I'm one of the student ministers here at Tungabi Anglican Church, and um, I want to just say, if you didn't already grab those packs, uh, feel free to get them for your kids, and that might help them uh, concentrate. 
Uh, also, if you want to grab those packs for yourself, uh, there's a few spare, if that helps you <laughs> concentrate. No offense taken. You know, better that you're coloring in than sleeping through my sermon. Um, so feel free to grab those if that's helpful for you. <clears throat> now, I don't know if you're aware, but you guys are a privileged bunch because you are here for my last sermon as student minister here at TAC. I know. I know. What a, what a beautiful thing that we can share together. We can t- tell all those others who are sleeping in. You missed out on Ryan's last sermon in person. If you're online, well done. At least you're still tuning in. Enjoy watching in your PJs, or if you're sick, thank you for staying home. Well, I think, uh, I don't know if I've earned a reputation yet as like the, you know, the student minister, the, the preacher who likes to play games uh, from up the front, but if I haven't got that reputation, uh, I'm hoping that I'll finish with that. Um, so we're going to play a game, um, uh, which uh, I want you to... to um, John's going to play some songs, and I want you to call out what you think the song is. So basically, they're famous theme songs. Hopefully, they're really obvious, uh, but they uh, represent a particular character. So your job is not to tell me you know, the official name of the song, but what character the song refers to. Okay, so John, so hit it. Let's see if this works. Technology. That might be a, you know, tack chill playlist rather than our theme song playlist. So just get in some vibes while John finds my playlist again. All right, here we go. Call it out if you recognize it. What character? Darth Vader, that's good. Next, John. Did anyone watch this recently? James Bond, thank you. All right, next one. This one's a bit more old school. You've got to wait for it to build. Say it louder, Matt. Thank you, Indiana Jones. Next. All right. Rocky, get into it. Hold on, hold on. Don't, don't skip it yet. Wait for it. Okay, last one, last one. This one, this one's gonna be really hard. Sounds a bit like the James Bond one. Pink Panther, I know. Thank you, yes, it was a trick question because the Pink Panther is not a character, is he? What's the Pink Panther? That's right, it's actually Inspector Clouseau's theme. Thank you, thank you, John. Thank you for everyone for playing. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Enjoy your student ma- minister making a fool of himself. Um, there is a purpose to this. It is fun, but there is a purpose. Uh, because the psalm that we're looking at today, Psalm 118, it's kind of like a theme song. It's like a character theme song. You know, when they, the psalmist would sing this in Israel, it would evoke the same uh, images that we had when we had those songs played, right? Like, as soon as you hear those motifs, those, those beats, you, you know exactly who it's referring to. Well, that's what Psalm 118 is supposed to do as well. Uh, this is one of the songs that they sang as they entered the city of Jerusalem. It's a royal psalm. It's a theme song of the Messiah. Now, like uh, complex characters... The Messiah had lots of theme songs, and this is one of them. And hopefully, as you heard the Bible reading being read, you would have heard some of those 
allusions that we have in the New Testament, right? Like um, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Those kind of uh, words, those kind of phrases, they should evoke that same kind of instant connection to the character of the king as the songs of these movies do. And that's uh, who we're going to look at. That's the psalm that we're going to look at. Uh, We're going to just have one point today, because that's all I could handle, and I'm sure that's all most of us could handle this morning. Uh, And the point is that God is the savior and helper of his king and his people. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to look through the psalm uh, together. Uh, Father God, thank you for bringing us together here this day, on this beautiful day that the Lord has made. Father, let us rejoice and be glad in it as we look at your King, your royal Messiah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now I've said that this is a royal psalm, uh, but how do we know this? Well, I've got a few different reasons. Uh, Firstly, this whole book, I don't know if you know the psalms, the whole book of psalms is subdivided into five books. And this book, book five, uh, are filled with royal psalms. Uh, You'll find these book headings as you go through. You might have thought, why are they there? Why have they subdivided it? They've actually got kind of a loose theme that connects them together. This book is filled with these royal psalms. But not only that, they're psalms that you would often sing as you approach Jerusalem, as you enter uh, into the city, as you go on a pilgrimage to go to the temple to offer your sacrifices. Other reasons uh, why we see this in verse 6 to 7, uh, we see that um, this, the singer says that God will help him. Uh, and the, the king was supposed to have a close relationship with God. Uh, other places we see that is in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And this, the king's job was to actually lead God's people into turning to him for help. We see also in verses 10 to 16 that there's lots of military language. The king was supposed to be their military leader. And finally, in verses 19 to 21, the singer leads a military triumphal procession. He leads a crowd into, the, uh, uh, into Israel. Uh, and this was a, a thing that happened all throughout the ancient uh, Near East. In ancient Rome, uh, this is a, a, a bit of art that displayed one of the uh, king's uh, Emperor Titus, who after winning a significant battle, the troops would march into the city gates in triumph. And so uh, this thing, it wasn't just a Roman thing, uh, it's also something that the Israelite tradition had, and uh, instead of coming into the kingdom in praise of the king's own victories or uh, the defeat of the nations, they would celebrate, they would boast in what the Lord had done to bring victory to his people. So as we look through this psalm, and it's going to be real broad brush stuff, if you want to look at it deeper and closer, I'd really encourage you to do that in your own time. But as I considered this psalm, I was trying to figure out who is the main character. Is it the king? I mean, it is a royal psalm, as I said, and the Messiah seems to be the one who's leading the singing, the one who's leading the people into this military procession. So you'd be, you wouldn't be uh, silly to think that maybe the king is the main character of this. But if we read closely, 
at what the king is talking about and who the king is talking about, you'll see that actually the main character of the psalm, as in all of Israel's history, as in our story, the main character is actually God. The whole psalm keeps actually pointing us back to God. You see, God is shown time and again through the psalm as the Savior. You can see that in verse 14. Uh, Verse 14 says, The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. It's very common in those kind of cultures for the king to boast in his victory in his own strength, that he somehow, the military leader, gets all the credit, but not in Israel. And Israel, when it rightly understands their place, understands that all victory, all salvation, always derives from God. But God is also referred throughout the psalm as the helper. So in verse 7, have a look at that there. The psalmist says, The Lord is my helper. Therefore, I will look in triumph on those who hate me. The psalmist doesn't look in triumph because he has achieved salvation, that he has achieved victory. He can look in triumph because he knows that the Lord, the God who made heaven and earth, the creator of the universe, is on his side, that God is his helper. Have you ever considered how crazy that... We think of helper as maybe a lesser word, something that's beneath us. But here, the God of the universe is described as the helper of his people, of his king. Being a helper is not a less than term, certainly not theologically, not from what God's perspective is. God's desire is to help, his desire is to save, his desire is to look after his people. So this psalm was led by the king on behalf of the people, but it was never supposed to be about the king. The psalm was always supposed to be about God. And as Christians, we can't just take a Jewish psalm and assume it for ourselves. It's actually God's chosen king, Jesus, who leads us in singing these psalms. And if you didn't know, Jesus sang. He, He sang the psalms. They were his hymn book. They were his repertoire, his Spotify playlist that he jammed along to. And as I read Psalm 118, I couldn't help but wonder whether this psalm was in Jesus' mind when, like in verse 5, Jesus was in distress on the cross and needed God's help. When, like in verse 10, he was surrounded and destroyed by the nations, even his own nation. And like in verse 14 and 15, Jesus sought God's salvation and God raised his right hand to restore him from death to life. This psalm features in Jesus' life. When he enters into the temple in Jerusalem, what do the people cry? They say, Hosanna. Hosanna comes from verse 25 of the psalm. Hosanna just said means, save us, please save us. And they not only cried from verse 25, they also said from verse 26, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
the people, as they sang this, as they said this, they would have had a click, a trigger to the Messiah's theme song, Psalm 118. They would have had a trigger to God being the one who's the savior, who's the helper. And God's salvation of Jesus meant that even though Jesus' own people rejected him, that, as verse 22 says, God made him the chief cornerstone, the Lord of all. And songs are powerful, aren't they? Whether you like to sing or not, songs are catchy, and they shape people's hearts and minds. Andrew Fletcher, a Scottish writer and politician, said, Let me make the songs of a nation, and I care not who makes its laws. How many of you know more songs than you know the laws of Australia? Unless you're a lawyer, that's probably most of us. And if you're a lawyer, hopefully you listen to some music as well to unwind from all your legal reading. But it's true, isn't it? The, the songs we listen to shape us more than things, other things. Uh, they're catchy, they get in our head. Having led youth for many years, I know that lots of youth have their heads stuffed with pop songs. In fact, I, I have to confess that my head is pop, stuffed with lots of pop songs as well. And I really love putting scripture to pop tunes and trying to stuff that in my head and the youth's head instead. As we end our year together, our last Sunday of 2021, have you thought about how you might get more of God's songs into your head? I think Psalm 118 is actually a good contender for one to keep close by. Because our lead singer... Our worship leader, Christ, our King, allows us to sing these songs too, through Him. And it, this psalm actually reminds us of so many truths about God. Because when you're under distress with your own internal anxieties or your own sadness, it reminds us that we can also turn to God for help. When you're surrounded by those at work or at school who ridicule you for your faith, you can remember that you stand with the ridiculed Messiah. And when you realize that you, you can't save yourself from your own addictions, your struggling marriage, or your fears of COVID, that you can actually turn again to the Lord for salvation. You don't just try harder with a pool of resources, limited resources in yourself to try to rescue yourself. You actually turn to the one who has infinite resources, who is our savior and our help. We, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we are blessed in the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus. We stand with the king who is the cornerstone of this whole world. He was born in the lowly manger, yes, but he grew up, he taught people about the kingdom of God, and he died on the cross to save us from the sins that we have, the sins of the world. As I finish up, I want the song of Psalm 118 to ring in our ears. So I'm going to say a little phrase, I'm going to adapt uh, what this says, and I want you to say this out loud. So let's practice this together. His faithful love endures forever. You weren't ready, were you? Sorry. Let's try it again. His faithful love endures forever. Okay. It's a psalm of ascent. 
It's about entering into the place. I'm not Jesus, but I'm going to lead us as his, you know, assistant service leader um, to do this. So, John, we'll go to the next slide. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Let Toon Gabby Anglican Church say, For he saves us through his son Jesus. Through hardship, loneliness, or sadness. Even when things go wrong, he will always be our helper for. Let us go into 2022 remembering his faithful love endures forever. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for this reminder of your faithful love. Thank you that you are our Savior and our Helper, and we can have access to you through our King Jesus, our great song leader, worship leader, service leader. We thank you for him. Please help us to live a life pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.